How you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. I'm just relaxing. I try to take as a shot every time you did. Oh, you already have two? Yes. All right. How how you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling okay. Uh, I had some a bunch of carbs earlier today, so we'll see how much they affect me. Because there's a third shot waiting. So uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this actually. I, so I'm going through. This is the story I told before uh, off stream. But I'm I'm making my way through the uh, alcohol that I need to get rid of. So yeah. <laughs> I'm ready whenever. <laughs> I mean, right now it's not a question of how much can you drink. It's well, it, well, actually, I guess it is a question of how much can you drink. How much can you comfortably drink is, I guess, the real question. No, that's, that's a good amount. I'm pace. I'm I'm taking small, so all right, so we're good. We're good. My first two shots were double shots, so I mean, this is a big shot glass I'm drinking. So okay, it's, I'm drinking uh, out of my dragon mug actually. Oh, so I'm just wow. taking like a sip. Well, this is now I'm gonna just share this. Yeah, this, it's got green over here, which is well, cool for me. What do you got know. in there? Uh, I have. Let's see. I have slain whiskey. I have two other whiskeys. What? Wait. Why did and you cranberry juice? Were you showing us something or like what? No, I was. I was looking over. At, at, oh, okay. they're, they're right on the other side. So I was trying to remember. <laughs> but, I had yeah. this moment where I was like, "Did you pour it out of the the necklace? Like, what, like no, what is it? That's." Yeah, that's used for other alchemy. <laughs> but yeah. All right, so we already got somebody laughing about Wheelbarrow Warrior. That's so excellent. That, so I'm, uh, now I'm really looking forward to talking about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew as soon as I said that to you, I was like, oh man, someone's gonna ask. But oh, I have to good. put it like I, that, I see that name. I'm like, I've got to put that in the credits. Like, there are so many good lessons I have out of that uh game and everything so yeah i'm definitely excited to uh, talk about it at some point we shall that we shall you know i i'm really excited because i i don't interview a lot of people that are what would we would say relatively newer to their career right like most yeah. most of my friends have been in here roughly as long as i have you know at least 10 plus 15 plus and me at 21 plus now that feels really weird but the industry is so different now, right? And and yeah. especially navigating it as early in the career because like when I went through this, it was it was kind of very, it was like very wild west. Like there was no like true path to do anything. And there was only two schools that even taught games. Now, right. everybody has a game program, right? So it's almost expected that you have some kind of game degree or you've spent a whole bunch of time in some kind, you know, in an editor You've built a bunch of stuff to prove your skill. Like I had no opportunity to do that either. So it's just very different. And I love hearing a lot about that, that newer journey. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I guess I, I don't know how different it is, but it is definitely, it's, it's, it's weird for me. Cause like, I, I also had like a career switch too. So like, I think a lot about how it was when I was originally going to school before full sale and like that job application process and all that stuff so like that's i don't know it's it's definitely changed at least from like that time too as well <laughs> yeah well I, I will say one thing that i have definitely seen to be true so far is people entering the industry now are way more capable like leaps and bounds more capable than i was when i came in and maybe now like like maybe <laughs> like there, there's there's certain skills and stuff that are taught now that i have not acquired so it's it's really interesting i learn from them all the time too which is awesome but I want to start, you just said that you, so you did something before this. So I want to talk about that a little bit. What, where, first of all, where did you grow up? 
And what did you think you were going to do oh. when, 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 you, when you grew up? Oh, my God. I don't know if we have enough time for this. No. Uh, <laughs> we got all the, the time in the world, man. <laughs> no, it's, um, no, it's interesting. Um, or, or maybe it's not interesting. But I, I grew up in – I was born in New York, in New York uh, and I grew up in Connecticut, which uh, I realized – I think there's a good amount of people that don't know where Connecticut is, but it's right next to New York. I grew up like an hour outside of New York City. Um, so that was that. Uh, it's this town called Westport, and it was very, like, well-to-do, I guess. Uh, so I was really fortunate in that respect. Um, but the interesting thing about growing up there is, like, because it's right outside the city, everything is about, like, the city. Mm. So and well, what is the city about? It's like, well, we got Wall Street, and we got, like, Fashion Ave, and we got marketing. So it's like everyone's parents growing up did like that stuff uh and that was just kind of like what you did and you went then everyone like went to college and then you'd go to college and do the same thing so that was like just interesting um growing up in that town because um and it's like it's like funny as i've like my perspective has i guess not enlarged but like i've gained other perspectives from other people who've grown up in like different countries or different states in the u.s which arguably are different countries as well but uh, <laughs> it feels that uh, way <laughs> yeah uh but it's like i just i didn't have anyone to like really ever play video games with and mm -hmm. they weren't really like a big thing that like it wasn't a big centerpiece of that culture and like we didn't have any arcades or anything like that um and so like what i a lot it's it's funny too because actually um I'm going through, my friend sent me this list of, like, name your favorite game from every year, from, like, 1980 to 2022. Yeah. And it, like, I was going through that, like, yesterday and today. I'm like, man, all of my games are kind of, like, Game Boy, like, related or Nintendo, or, like, the portable Nintendo stuff. Because, like, my parents wouldn't, like, really allow me, they'd, like, buy me that, the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, but, like, wouldn't buy me any games. So, like. I would have to go buy those like Game Boy games like on my own, and I don't know. It's like a lot of my games are like not, or it's like single player, kind of just like on the portable. So like naturally, growing up as a five year old, nineteen ninety six, that leads me to Pokemon. Uh, so I am just like putting Pokemon for every single one of my year. Anyways, getting a little topic, but the, yeah. So I grew up <laughs> in Connecticut. Uh, then everything was just about going to school for like some business related thing. So I went to a school in DC called George Washington University, which is not Georgetown, um, but we're actually in the city, whereas Georgetown is outside of the city. They always pretend that they're part of Washington DC, but they're not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm still holding on to that, even though it's like. 12 years ago uh, but yeah so there i studied economics and that was i fucking love that shit oh my can i swear I don't Ab know. yeah absolutely okay sorry um <laughs> but yeah so i i just fucking loved all i still loved like that stuff of like just like learning how people make decisions on like a micro and macro level uh and uh, that's still that stuff still fascinates me to this day and it's super relevant like because really I think it's like the Greek origins of the word economics is it's like something around decisions. It's like the science of decision making. Um, so it's not actually about like, I don't know. It's not actually about the GDP of a country or like how much money like someone makes. It's not really about that. That's just like the unit of measurement that's easiest to describe economics. Um, but like, so I, I always really love that stuff. 
then I got a couple of internships, and the only really internships that you can get with like with an economics degree are like banking related and stuff like that. So I took a couple of internships, and I realized that I hated it. Uh, and I feel bad saying that because I was like really fortunate to get those internships, and I learned a lot on the job. But like I, that was when I realized I can't like do this stuff that's the right um, way and time to learn right like, like yeah. that, that's kind of what that's for right is to see are you a good fit like it is, is it a good fit yeah. for you yep that it's like exactly what internship sh like should be used for it just feels bad because like i don't know like if you're having an internship and like we're fortunate enough to get one like maybe you're like two or three years on into your degree and then it's like hard to switch type thing you know yeah um, yeah. but like that is still exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Like there's uh, a ton of academic or like studies out there that are about like how actually it's really good to quit at what you're doing. Um, even if you have like the sunk cost fallacy and have like gone further into this course of action. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting. There's a book by Annie Duke coming out. I don't know if anyone here in the chat is an Annie Duke reader, uh, but she is really good. Um, she's a former professional poker player. She's super smart. Oh, I love um, her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, uh, I was yeah, sitting so, there. I was like, wait, I know that name. Yeah. Oh man. I, yeah, I definitely love her. Lot, lots has, of world series of poker watching for me over the years. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, and like, I don't understand anything. The first thing about poker, but like, I get that it's all about like, the hand that you're dealt and then the decisions you have to make with limited information, right? Yeah. Like that stuff that like science of understanding that is a super, super cool. Yeah. Um, That's what, do you know the name of the book? The new one? The new one. I think it's, it's I think it's about, I think it's literally learning to quit. It's called quit. I just found it. Yeah. Quit. Quit. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I will get um, that. Yeah. I, th I think it's coming out soon or it just came out. I don't know. Uh, October um, 4th. So okay. yeah. You know, random plug for Annie Duke, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the the Venn diagram of, like, Jameson watchers and <laughs> right. Annie Duke watchers. Like, I don't know how big it is, but I'm sure I, there, there's a exists. lot of poker players in, in programmers, right? So there, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot a lot of them, I, I bet. We played a lot yeah. of poker throughout my career. It, it's, it was a really good thing to get together. You know, when you got together, you know, years ago, not now. <laughs> Eons ago. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, so then that was when, like, uh, that was the the bank internship. I also interned for a congressman, which is totally random, but very huh. interesting, uh, at least to me. It's it's actually very boring, <laughs> which is what <laughs> makes it interesting to me. But anyways, uh, yeah, so then I took some time off. I was a door-to-door -door salesman for a while, um, which is a whole slew of stories in and of itself. Uh, but then I kind of I had a big talk with my dad, who was like, kind of um i guess like my you know biggest mentor etc sure. um if you if you ever meet him or if anyone ever meets him you'll see i'm like a carbon copy of him but uh <laughs> he we had a talk about like what we want to do with my career and stuff and he was really really helpful for like okay let's like set up you know at least long-term short-term short-term long-term objectives etc mm -hmm. um and just like set up a framework for like what do you want to do um and at that point i kind of realized like okay i've i the only thing i've ever like really been super passionate about and to me you need to be like passionate about what you want to do because you'll just get the most success if you are more invested in that yeah um and at that point i had come to the decision that it was like game related making games something i didn't know what it was i don't know if i wanted to be a designer or engineer or whatever the hell uh 
so I, I took a course at a community college as like kind of as like to dip their to my dad's toes into it's like letting him know that like oh i can do like some engineering thing whatever um and then you know that went well and then he's like okay like i like i'll support you going to full sale and everything um so then i started going to full sail uh and then that was really cool experience i met a lot of um people there who i think a few of them are in this chat right now but um well, i, I want to dig into that a little bit but yeah but so you did you did you come for game design game development game like did you have a degree oh, yet at all like like what was your kind of entrance into full sale yeah so it's actually really interesting um i had the i, I keep saying it's actually really interesting i don't know if it is when i say it i mean it's like <laughs> i think hey, it's kind of funny. if it's interesting to you that's what matters right like <laughs> yeah um i i actually remember exactly where i um got this okay so actually okay I was in California at the time, in Tracy, California, at uh, 1731 Treehaven Lane, and I was in, I was looking at a website for like Pokemon. It was uh, I think it was Cerebi, which I'm mispronouncing, but it was like one of the Pokemon database websites. And then I saw an ad for Full Sail, <laughs> and this was when I was like thinking about like how do I like get into games and everything. And I literally just saw an advertisement for Full Sail. So like I don't know if there's any marketer people in the chat, but like. Hey, I guess that shit works. Uh, Dude, advertising that. is like, it, it's, yeah. it's wild how effective it is. It's, but but it's, wait, why oh, were you yeah. in Tracy? First of all, I, I need to ask oh, that because because I, I lived in Livermore before I came, went to Illinois. So that was like really close to you. Yeah. So I was in Tracy. So this was part of the door to door sale job where I started with that company. And this, sorry, when I say door to door sale, it's like we are third party contractors for like, like Verizon Fios, or which is like an internet. Mm -hmm. well, everyone knows Verizon. But Fios is like the internet in like some areas of the country. Um, then that company, which is totally like one of those medi medium level marketing, like scam, whatever thing, like, which I knew going in, but I, in my mind, I was like, I need to learn how to have interpersonal skills. So sales will teach me how to do this. And that's literally why I became a door salesman. Um, and I think, I think it worked. Uh, but anyway, so then that company that I was working with, we went, moved out to california or like expanded out to california and it was in tracy california um so then i was living there for a little bit um in 2015 yeah and in, in spring summer of 2015 okay um which is how i was there and then i was like the, like the week that i quit that job because it just got too stressful for me because it's sort of sales and it's 100 percent commission so it's really oh, stressful that is <laughs> not my jam at all yeah. <laughs> I, I was not very good like i was not a good i was not a very good sales there are people that are built for that and like they enjoy it and they're good at yeah. it and it's good for them i will never be that person like it's it pains me to feel like i'm trying to convince someone to spend money on something yeah it, i hate it uh, i hate it like it feels bad because like it's I, there are things that you could do if aka lie or bend the truth in order to get a sale like on that day but like if you have to come back to that neighborhood right because i'm door to door i'm walking around we're going through different towns different neighborhoods if i have to come back to that neighborhood like three months later and i like run into that person and then like they tell their neighbor that like oh you messed up my sale it's like you're like making your your future self worse yeah. off. Yep. So like, so like I was like, okay, I had like a future mindset about that. But what would happen is a lot of times people would come in 
and just like do the job for like two weeks to get as much money as I can and totally burn the neighborhood. Oh no. And then like I'd be like, <laughs> I've kind of wanna do this for more than just two weeks. Like I'm trying to like learn like, you know, transition from college to being like a, an adult to like trying to like commit myself to a job and everything. Mm. Uh so yeah, it was, it's very interesting. I, I it's like weird because I kind of enjoyed the like the authentic interactions you could have, mm-hmm. um, but it was just frustrating because there's so much else around that that like made it really difficult. I walked a lot of steps every day though, so that was cool. Um, you said this but, was like yeah. 2015, right? That was 20. Yeah, so I was a salesman from 2014. I, I started like fall winter in New York, uh, and then. We went to California in the spring of 2015, spring, summer. So I was out there. Okay. Yeah. So um, then, so when you decide, so you said you saw an ad for Full Sail. Did you yeah. like show up and do the, like uh, one of the BTS weekends or like, how did you get your first? So I did the phone call. Like I called them and I was just kind of on a fact finding mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was someone who was very helpful, very kind, uh, Started asking me like what I would like to do. I was like, well, I just want to do games, but like I don't know what I want to do. And they they asked me, I'll never forget this. They asked me if I'm good at math. Mm-hmm. And in my head, like as my like self identity, I feel like I actually am good at math. Right. But I one of the like last classes I had had before I left George Washington was like uh, like a calculus three something, and I had totally failed it. Because I was already like kind of like mentally checking yeah, out of yeah, yeah. Who, school and everything, so like I, I still had that. I was still carrying that like chip yeah. on my shoulder. I was like, oh man, I'm not really that good at math. But, like I, every everything else that I've done with math in my uh, life and career, I've been like really good at. So I said, no, I'm not good at math. And I that's like one of the great like historical like what if I had said I was bad at math? Maybe I'd be an engineer. Maybe I'd never meet all the people I met at Full Sail. Like, yeah. What if, you know, I never met like, you. I never met Will. Like like it's all those like funny things to me. Um, but yeah, so like she was very helpful. I said I wasn't good at math. So then she recommended me the game design program, which is interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I well, feel like math is still necessary. That, we finally <laughs> have gotten that conversation to happen a little differently because that okay. is. That is not the way that should go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, from from a, from a full cell enrollment perspective, for the people that are doing that and trying to understand, they're like, "Oh, game design is similar and requires less math, right?" That's their perspective, right? And right, it, which is kind of true, right? Like, I don't do specific math design. stuff all the time, right? But you've got to yeah. understand some math, and you got to understand logic, speci- like definitely got to understand logic. Yeah, and it's. Um... I mean, literally, even like two weeks ago, I was actually doing some like vector math, and like, which wasn't isn't calculus, but I was doing it, and I was thinking back. I was thinking back to this question when they asked me if I'm good at math. I'm like, damn it! I had to like, do some today. The first time in months, I've had to think about vector math. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, man, let me look this up again. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's no, super funny. Uh, so then, game design bachelors yeah. is where where you were brought in, and did you do online at all, or did you come straight to Orlando? Great campus. So I was super lucky. Um, I, my sister had actually just moved to Orlando, and my parents were like thinking about retiring and buying a house in Orlando. Oh. And when I like found the ad for Full Sail, I looked it up, and it was like Orlando. And I'm like, oh man, this is one of those like uh, everything's like meta from heaven. That like, oh, like it's like you know, I should. This makes sense, basically. Um, so yeah, I, I was able to go on campus. I had a behind the scenes weekend. Hmm. I feel like I met someone. Probably met a lot of someone. Super. Yeah. 
I I feel like I met someone who like I met again later, and then I was like, oh, we're I'm trying. To well, one there was now, probably but... a grad panel of some kind, right? Like, yeah. was there was something like that happening? Yeah, and there was like, and there was um, not people on the tour, but like, in one of like at the end of the tour, there was a room, and there, yeah, there was like, a bunch of the grads. Yeah, um, yeah. And you could ask them questions, and I had my mom with me, so she was asking like all these. You know, mom questions and everything. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my favorite thing to do at Full Sail. Actually, <laughs> is like do the BTS weekend and then be in that room because I love seeing the parent being like, "Is this good? Should I do this? Will yeah. my child succeed?" And then the child being like, "I want to do this." Like you know, like that that combination of things, and and it's easy to just be like, "Look, if this is what they yeah. care about, and let me ask you some questions and make sure you're in the right you know thing." you're going to head in the right direction, but then seeing it click for them together and then they can have conversations together about it is like so good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, it's really been, cause like my mom is, and at that time was in her sixties. So it's like generational gap, like video game understanding, all that. Like, is this actually going to be a paying career is always like kind of a question, um, until it actually happens. Right. So like mm. that, that's, what's like super useful about that. Um, so yeah, we, that was really good, and like a, a lot of the other parents there for like other degree programs were kind of like in the same boat. Um, yeah, which is super cool. I, I think it's like at the time I probably was like acting a little immature, like oh I'm, I'm way through my mom, but like that part is <laughs> like healthy, you know. Um, yeah. and so I was fortunate in that respect. Um, yeah. So then, at, yes, so that you're was there. That was 2016. Okay, so you're yeah. there. Did how how quickly from that point did you decide that was what you wanted to do? Like, did you come out of that being like, "This is my thing," or did you like take a few months to kind of figure it out? Like, what, like what was that process like for you? No, it was immediate. I was, yeah. uh, I think I'd already enrolled, or I was about to, and then I did the next month. But it was like very quick. It was like the next month um, okay. that I was starting in that first creative presentation and the other class. Oh, so you were like going right into school? Like you're yeah. okay. Yeah, so we were, um, but it was like we we the BTS was like helpful to kind of like be like, yes, this is it. We we're just kind of like waiting to see if there's any other, you know, gotchas or whatever. But yeah, that makes sense. No, so that was good. And then um, I was kind of like, this is kind of like going back to the sales job thing. Oh, like a lot of the, my mentality from the sales job, I think, carried over into full sale, perhaps more than it should have. Um, but at the very least, it helped me be like really proactive about pursuing opportunities mm -hmm. um and so like when i started to transition back to like okay i'm no longer like in the workforce i'm like at a school and like previously i hadn't done very well at school at least same like, yeah it's like but like here because and because like full it's interesting because like full sale is kind of markets itself as like you know there's a lot of industry professionals it's more like a working environment than yeah. like just like an academic Oh, we learn it's, the it's more like a trade school, school right? Like, like yeah. it, it really is. And that, that's one of the things I tell people is like, it, and this is obviously like, I want to be clear. This is not a full sales sponsored stream or anything in any way. Right. Yeah. I just, I just love the school. Right. Like, and I, I've had great success from coming from there. But the thing that I've seen consistently from people is those of us that struggled in high school and we felt bored or we weren't interested like it would, those people tend to really excel there. Like the way it's structured yep. fits really well. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm curious too, like what you think on this, but, um, I think because like, I don't know if it was because I had a previous educational experience or just because I was older, but like it was, 
more clear to me when I started at Full Soul that I, I like just needed to like this was the place that I like was meant to be. <laughs> Not okay. Wait, that sounds like more cheesy. But like it, this was the place where I had to like kind of grab the bull by the horns, and like it felt yeah. more right than like the previous um, uh, education places that I had been at. So I, I don't know if you're curious if you like noticed that uh, as being a teacher or like. Um, for, for like, I don't know, students who had like previous education or like previous job experience or whatever. Was that your experience as well? Notice, yeah. From noticing that, that? Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So like, I, I guess in a way I like started my career late, but I was lucky to have, I don't know. Now, wait, you say late. How old sale. were you when you went to Full sale? So I was 23. Okay, that was... I say late. That's later. around when I was, too. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I went there. I, I think I graduated at 23. Yeah, so... Okay, yeah. Um, and it felt late, so, right? You know what's funny? I did a banking thing first, and then <laughs> and God. then, and then I went to full sale. So we had a similar path, which is interesting. Yeah. No, it's... it's Like, that... Maybe not the banking part, but, like, the, yeah. You know, so that finance, like numbers. Some, you know. Finance, exactly. Some business thing where it's, like... Yeah, I was, man, I was, I was bored to death in it. Like, right. the, here's the, here's the weird thing. So I was good at it. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was, but I just didn't like it, you know? And that, and so it was super not interesting to me. And a, as I get further in life and realize now that I'm understanding that I have ADHD and that I'm understanding mm-hmm. how it works and the things that interest me and why now I'm like, well, yeah, yeah it was, there was never problems to solve. Right, like it was, it was nothing that like like got my juices flowing creatively at all. It was, it was just something I could do, right? Like I was good yeah. at it, you know. But it was simple. Think, it was simple work. And like, it wouldn't have been. A, I don't know. Would it have been enough to just like keep doing that? But then also like have enough. I don't know. Income money to like go home and like play games. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Now, so in, in hindsight, absolutely not. Right. Like. Yeah, yeah. Because now knowing how fulfilled I can be doing something that I love and challenges me every day. Like mm. I, th- it was never going to do that. Right. I was never going to be as happy as I am now in my career doing something like that. Now yeah. at the time, would I have known that? Probably not. Right. I just knew that like, it didn't interest me that much and I want to do something different. Now how did, I know I'm not trying to age you here, but. Oh, I'm <laughs> old, man. I, I, I'm, I'm fully open about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like when you were 23, mm-hmm. like was, like, I feel like the gaming industry wasn't as established right so like how did you think that that was like i don't know how did you like rationalize that risk reward right because there's always a risk reward in every decision there's always gonna yeah. be like maybe so, this doesn't work out and i just go back but. It, it was interesting for me because i so it, it was at the time when full sale had just started their game program i was in in either the first class or the second class i don't know for sure because okay. they ended up kind of melding together at one point but as I was looking into this, I, my cousin is an audio engineer. And so he, and he was affiliated with full. So he'd been doing some work with them. And he told me, he's like, Hey, they're doing this thing. I know you love yeah. video games. Are you interested in this? And I was like, I don't know what that means. Right. I don't know what that work is, but I love video yeah. games and I'm going to go find out. So I literally left my hometown. I left everyone I knew. He's the only person that I knew in town. And I moved yeah. to another place and I was like, I'm just going to try Right. You know, like it sounds cool. I'm going to try. And, and then I tried and did it. So like, I didn't nice. have any other choice. Like I was like, I'm going to commit to this thing. Cause it sounds awesome. 
And it sounds like I would love it. And it sounds like something not everybody gets an opportunity to do. So I want to take advantage yeah. of it. Interesting. Yeah. It, okay. What, what year was that? <laughs> that? So I went there in 99. Okay. And graduated okay. early 01 because it was just the associates at the time. Damn. Okay. Yes, I'm old. I got it. I get yeah, it. yeah. Well, again, I'm also like trying to think of like what games I was playing at that time. Well, when uh, I was there, so EverQuest was was the big yep. thing. Um, Final Fantasy VIII had just come out Gosh. around that time. Yeah. Um, we played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, two point five as well. So that was that's dating. So <laughs> yeah, uh, good yeah. times. I, yeah, Majora's Mask came out two thousand. So I'm gonna. I remember, I think That's Soul Reaver came out not long before that, too, because everybody was talking a lot about that. So, at least roughly yeah. in that time frame. Tiberian Sun in 99. Yeah. Sun. It's a <laughs> games that a lot of people are like, what? Yes, AOL existed, Will. <laughs> oh my God, AOL. So, oh, another oh thing God. that was out around that time was Neverwinter Nights because that's the first yep. editor that I ever tinkered with and, and realized, holy shit, there is a lot to this like there's a whole lot to making a commercial game yeah jeez that yeah uh, those are are they still right that's is that the uh there's something or they still do something with with neverwinter right there there was like another game that came out it, like it's not with bioware anymore i don't think but there was a I, there was another neverwinter game that came out a few years ago didn't they have some sort of like player generated economy oh well, i don't know, I don't know. I'm, getting off topic I, th I feel like i remember will being really excited about it and now i'm just like calling out will to say something in chat but <laughs> but anyways yeah um aol is taking me back now man Actually, i i never really used aol itself but i used messenger all the time like aol instant messenger yeah. was that and icq were the king at the time oh my god i was i did I don't know how I got an I think my sister made... So this is my, like, what my sister has done for me in my life because I'm not a very social person. She made my AOL account so I would socialize with my friends. She also made my Facebook account for me, like, back in, like, 2005 because she's like, Shane, you need to, like, socialize with people. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Thank I trust you. Um, but my... And then when I had to make my AOL account, it's, actually, it's really funny because of where I ended up working. I was playing a lot of Madden at the time in, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, 2003. I was playing, like, one of one of the Maddens and I was like uh I'll just choose my name and so my name is Mad Rocks Den on AOL and I think I logged on to it like a couple years ago like the account is still there but it's really funny to me that I ended up eventually working on a Madden product even though like it's really not my favorite game I, yeah. I, re I liked it at the time as a kid it's just like kind of funny now I need to go I, check my other usernames and see if I'm gonna work there I like to think back around that time and, and remember who was on the cover of Madden at that time because I was a big fantasy football player then and yeah. every guy that went on there ended up being injured and and ruining my season because I, I think like around 99 <laughs> 2000 was Eddie George and then he had his like career or like season ending injury George. yeah and then Marshall Falk was around yep. 01 somewhere that and then, two. Yeah. yeah and then I think um Ray Lewis was in there. Yeah, Mike Vick was in there. I think he was 03. He was, yeah, yep. Somewhere in that neighborhood. So I have a terrible memory in general, but these things kind of stick for yeah. some reason, which is weird. I remember Vince Young was 08. I, I don't remember. I, I looked at it today because I'm looking at my like, favorite games, and I still am shocked that he made it to the Madden cover. But, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I'm going to look him up now because I'm curious. 
Uh, Vic was yeah. four. Falk was three. Culpepper was 02. Oh my God, Dante Culpepper. Yeah. Eddie George was 01. Gary like Sanders was Eddie 2000. Tr- yeah. And then Very Ray Lewis was 05. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Ray you were right about Vince Young. Oh, wait. And we forgot Sean Alexander. I got to see Sean. Six. I got yeah. to, he he was 07. Oh, 07. Okay. But I got to see him play in high school. Holy shit, really? Yeah, because he so I grew up in Kentucky and he was a Northern Kentucky player. So I went and saw him play cuz weird thing, ended up dating a girl there, went to see her in high school. We went to the game, yeah. I watched him play. He scored four touchdowns in that game. <laughs> and I was like, this dude is awesome. And and that, I was right. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Oh my then God. I drafted him in every fantasy league I could from then on. You have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sort of know him. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, the seven degrees of heaven and bacon. We uh man, we have digressed a lot. Uh yes, now to be I, now to be clear, that is okay. Yeah. This conversation is it is fine for it to go wherever it shall. Yeah. Um, but one thing we have to do though is I'm gonna take a third shot here. I've got one waiting. I have two more waiting right now. Um, so that's gonna happen right now. How does switch shot work? I have clicked to claim a bonus. Okay. What? What did you do? What are you making me do? I don't know. I I, there's a button that was like animating, so my eyes were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so you can build extra points, and then you can make me take shots as well, or us take shots. You know, like whatever it is. But I'm gonna take this one. This is my third, and then uh, we've got another one waiting. So. Cheers. Cheers. I'll take a bigger one. Oh. All right. So you're at Full Sail. You're on campus. How big was your starting group? Like your your game design group? How many people was like in your cohort? Let me. Uh, for the game design, I think it was either 12 or 16. It was an even number and it wasn't divisible by seven. <laughs> so it was 12 <laughs> or 16. Um, and I, we finished with six. I, I know for a fact we finished with six. Um, one of whom we, I, I, we picked up. So it was five that originally made it that I was originally with that I made it, uh, through all the, or sorry, four. So it was five of us, four other people. And then we mm-hmm. picked up a fifth. So it was, we, gra- the six of us graduated together. I think Jeff is in the chat. Hi, Jeff. Um, and, and maybe August is in the chat. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so f- uh, four of us who started in that first cohort made it all the way through to the end. Um, and I think the first cohort was 16. So, like, six out of 16. <laughs> all right. And then, and, then, and, then, and then, like, the other people, like, graduated, too, for the most part. But they were, um, like, one or two months back. So, like, not that far behind. Okay. Now, yeah. the big question, how big was it at the end? <laughs> like, yeah. how many made it? To, to that that capstone project uh roughly i think yeah i think it was just those five because we picked up <laughs> jeff's laughing uh <laughs> no it was it was us five and then there is the cooking mama group uh oh. in addition to the wheelbarrow group but the cooking mama <laughs> group was a lot of was people who had uh been had been ahead of us and then they um came back with us and then we went past them in the third month of capstone <laughs> um so i think fernando uh beat them to a grindstone or whatever whatever the phrase is put their nose to the grindstone um 
Yeah, so I, th I think from the starting 16, it was five total. Wow. Yeah. So I, I only ask because I, I, I want people to understand how, how difficult just getting a degree in general is, right? Like, it's, it's not an easy thing. It takes, like, a lot of dedication, a lot of, like, sacrifice, a lot of, you know, like, focus, and circumstances have to work out for you as well, right? So... I am, I, I want to, I like to commend people who do it, right? Because it's not, it's not easy, you know? Yeah. And, um, but also understand that, you know, if, if it didn't work out, you know, it's understandable because there's a lot of things that, that weigh into that, especially people that take online degrees who've got work and family and all that stuff going on outside of it. That shit is like, an, I, I can't imagine how people do that. Um, cause that's just so much. It, it I, really I, is. It's, I have so much respect. <laughs> that like is so difficult. And um, we always told people uh, like you need to be able to commit twenty to thirty hours a week, right? Yeah. Like that. That's a lot of time. That's a if lot of time job, on top of everything if, else. You know, and if you have a job and you're like having a family, like I don't know, it's that's that's a lot. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, who? What was your favorite class during your time at Full Sail? Do you have one? I actually do, but it, it's going to piss everyone in the chat off. Good. Um, <laughs> I loved, I, and I've been like holding on to this for like six years. This, this is like the big moment for me. Uh, I love building functional groups. Oh. I thought that was an incredibly like in, important, I don't know, class uh, to just make people... And I, you know, it, I can get that it, it, there was a lot of other difficulties in the class. Maybe the message of the class didn't always come through. Um, so I could totally empathize with that. But like that class was about teaching people that like, oh my God, even if this is like, like you need to learn how to work with people. Yeah, dude, <laughs> this, this, this uh, industry is all about collaboration. Like yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, and it's it was just it was just funny because he got uh i forget the teacher's name um brett yeah 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 i think um he got a lot of flack because it's like you go to school for the game design degree uh and it's then you have like this class and it's already six months in and it's like wait like we've already kind of like formed our groups so, like we like you know we're already doing the thing but uh uh, you know, and again, I don't. I, maybe it didn't like hit for everyone as as it hit for me. Uh, but I think like fundamentally, having a class like that was ju is just like intelligent if you're having a curriculum that is about a profession that is going to be involving other people. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know other jobs. Like this, this wasn't a lifeguard. <laughs> like. <laughs> course where you could pretty much operate by yourself right like, like right. you know like this this everything is so not just inter interdisciplinary but like just interhuman um yeah. and especially as like a okay this is my like second point like especially as a designer like there has to be some level of like understanding someone else's situation yep even if like you don't understand it all the way because you never can but like being able to like cross the gap to someone else's like mind space or try to uh, some have some understanding of like what they're going through um, yeah and even if this class didn't like land everything on that that was like sort of the intent so yep. I, i'm 
I guess I'm speaking more to the authorial intent of the class. Um, I am a hundred percent with you. And it, it, it's interesting too, because like, I think whenever I talk about collaboration, which, which I think is, I will tell you, at least for me has been one of the biggest, like things that has helped me in my career is I am always, I'm trying to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and the way that I start with that is by understanding what it's like in their shoes. What's important to the people around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't understand their work. I don't know how they do it. They do amazing shit. I, I don't, I don't have the time to understand it and I don't need to, yeah. what I need to understand is what do they need from me? Right. Because as a designer, you tend to be the quarterback, right? You tend to be the person that's driving what's going where, yeah, And the more that you end up in a place where you're like telling someone what you want, instead of saying, here's what we're trying to build together. And what do you yeah. need? Like that, that that's, that is so important in the right kind of mind space to be in. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you can't do that unless you're in a place where you learn how to work in a group, right? Like, yeah. like, like most of us are, we're selfish people, right? We think about ourselves. We, we think about what we need, what we have to deal with, what's my schedule. Yeah. Everyone else has the same thing. And it's like, um, it's, uh, I, this maybe it's a weird out there example, but like, I always think about the, um, examples for kids. Like when you are like a four-year-old, like their concept of the world, like you ask them like, how many, how many people do you think there are in the world? And like, they'll think about it and like 300 or whatever like like they don't like they're thinking <laughs> in relation to how much they currently know about the world yep and sorry that exact number is from my sister my dad would told me the story like a couple weeks ago 300 um, that's yeah, a big like, number to someone who's only been around like 12 people right I, I like, know, right so like and, hey you know 300 divided by 12 i don't she was multiplying uh multiple <laughs> you know so great but uh i don't know it's like at, you know and this is part of what you're supposed to like be learning in life and also possibly in school is like being able to understand that there are so many other perspectives out there and just, yeah, I, I don't know that I always had a big love of that class. Um, I know it really didn't go well for a lot of other people for a totally justified amount of reasons. Um, cause group projects are hard. Right. Um, yeah. So. And man, group projects are, so my, my wife went and got her bachelor's just, just a couple of years ago. And yeah. she had to do anytime she had to to do group projects. She's like me, where she's like, worst case scenario, I'm gonna do all of it, right? Like, and, just backpack and, it. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like there, no one in my group is gonna stop me from getting the grade that I want to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but it's tough because, like we talked about earlier, people have got life. They've got like it's part of what they're trying to do, not necessarily which you and I, we would put everything we have into doing the thing we're trying to do, but not everybody can do that at that time. And, and in that situation. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's a bit of, you know, and also conflicting personalities and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Every single group is different. Everyone. And it's so hard because you've got to learn how to navigate all of that and figure out what's the important thing. Where do we put our time and resources? How do we yeah. get the most out of people like there's just and and how to be a leader, right? Because in that scenario, if you're someone that cares more, you've got to yeah. make sure that you're facilitating and helping people. Yeah. And like, oh, man, it's oh, and here's another reason <laughs> that the class is good. It's like I feel like the, on my daily basis, I'm thinking about group management and how to like 
convey things to different group members who have like different personalities and different I don't know preferences and stakes in the project. I'm like thinking way more about that than I am thinking about like individual aspects of design. Like, uh, like I'll do maybe a more systems designy thing, like once or twice a month. But every single day of the month, I am thinking about how to convey something to another member of this group yep. or, of my like project. Right. So like, like, ah. Uh, if the the effective use of BFG is like a hundred percent, like various other aspects of design are maybe like fifty percent, sixty percent, like I don't know, like you know what's really interesting ah, about that though ah, is like a big portion of your job as a designer is making sure that your intentions are clear to people that aren't designers. Yeah. So it kind of sets you up for that in a way too, right? Where you're like. I've got to explain this in a way that anyone can understand. I've got to explain this in a way that they can relate it to what they're trying to do. We've yeah. got to make sure they understand our common goals. Like there's, like uh, I, I, I think that the class is great for that kind of setting you up because it's so important, especially as a designer, we have to do. Now, if you're yeah. like a programmer coming through and doing that class, you might have a different perspective, right? But <laughs> yeah. But as a designer, I think it's super valuable. Yeah. Um, no, totally. And again, I'm I, I'm super empathetic to any of like the other, um, I guess, incidents that might might have happened during that class. But I would uh, still urge the uh, importance of like understanding the intent of the, that class. I mean, it might not be as relevant now because some of us are have moved beyond that class. But I'm just it's kind of just if there's any current students out there right now. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. It I think it's important to reflect on that anyway, right? Like, and, and just understand, even if you didn't quite catch how important that was, I think it's, it's something to think about. Yeah, that's important. That's, uh, you, you, you just mentioned the word reflect, um, which has me interested. Why did you use that word? Just thinking about, so when you're in a moment, right? So I'm someone who, when I'm in a moment, I don't fully appreciate everything that's happening but i like to uh, there are times when i'll i'll think back to oh that thing that that i learned back at that time or that that situation i had or that encounter that i had is valuable now if i sit and think about how i dealt with it then or what i learned from that so and as i get older i i often reflect more back to things that i experienced with with a fresh perspective right because as you learn more and you get more you know wisdom and experience things that didn't stick out from encounters and experiences that you had before may have more meaning now. So I think it's important to kind of look back to that and, you know, kind of try and understand you can even gain greater perspective of past experiences. If you think back to them and, and, you know, kind of work through it again with, with your current knowledge. Yeah. And a lot of that might be, you know, it might be your own truth. You know what I mean? In a way that like, I may not remember that exactly how it happened, but I, but I pulled something from that. Right. There was an yeah. experience I had from the past and thinking through it with current knowledge can kind of help guide kind of how you want to move forward with, with the thought process and something. Yeah. Why, why is that word triggering for you? Like what, what made you think about that? I, I don't know. Cause I've just been, um, uh, I'm like about to move, I guess. So I've been like thinking about my time here in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. so I think that's maybe more so it. So I'm just like, I, I was trying to understand and I was also thinking about my time um, when I lived in Alabama, which I don't uh, I guess if we wanted to go back to the original 2016 timeline, we can skip ahead to. But I, I was like thinking the other day about 
um, some of my decisions and actions that I made while I was at my like first job after a full sale, and like I don't know, I was like thinking about those decisions and how I don't think I made always the right decision, but then like it was interesting now to think about either what I learned from that experience or what I've learned from like other experiences since then. And I'm being very vague, but Dude, like I often look back and think, hey, if I had made a different decision on something, would I be where I am today? Or right. what would be different about today? I love thought exercises like that, right? Because yeah. at the very least it tells me or helps me to understand how I want the person I want to be going forward. Right. And I'm like, yeah. if I'd made that decision, what would it be like? I like where I am, so I'm glad I made that decision, even if at the time I felt like it might not have been the right one. Yeah. I, I just love Richie say something. We don't talk about Alabama. That, that's, I, maybe Richie has had some similar experiences there. Um, we worked at the same place, but not at the same time. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. So yeah, I, I guess I've just been doing like some self reflection recently about yeah like, my time since full sale. So I'm like, because I've, I've I'm I'm moving to California like soon, um, and I've just been like. I've been thinking about like getting back to California for a while ever since I like first saw that full sale ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was at, at so I'm like this is like a big moment for me. So I've just been like doing some self reflecting recently and like trying to make sure that the let the you know some of the mistakes I made or some of the good decisions I made that I can like learn what I can from them. So anyways, yeah, absolutely. Okay, off topic, but well, you know, so Avaeus just said in the chat, it's important to reflect and learn, but also not to beat yourself up over making a wrong choice, right? Because yeah, it, but I'm Irish. That's yeah, well, me too. I get it. I get it. I get that, and, and I feel that. But at the same time, I the thing the, the thing that I always have to do, yeah, is anytime I I look back and I'm like, ah, you know, because we feel that way about decisions we made that we may not have thought were the best one, but if you're if you like where you are and you understand your journey, like that's it's it was a part of it, yeah. you know. And and while you can't change it, you can learn from it, and yeah. and you might even learn that maybe it was a better decision than you thought, or it's something that you need to continue to work on. We've all got to continue to work on things, right, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now, next in our therapy session here, yeah, we're gonna talk about. <laughs> So I look at my therapy dog yeah. over there, but yeah. So, all right. So you, so we talked about your favorite class. What was capstone like for you? Like, was that, tell me about just your general experience going through it. Uh, I felt like my version, I think about this. Uh, okay. This, this is going to tie in. No, uh, I, th I thought Capstone was super, super fun um, in general. And I thought I was, like, me personally, I felt like I was firing on all cylinders in terms of, like, develop, thinking about development and design and, like, working with a team. And I just, I felt like I had, like, the best team. Uh, and it was super cool to, like, go through that journey. Because, like, uh, I mean, you know, some of us of the Virtual 16 didn't go through, but, like, the four of us and then... Um, yeah, uh, Jeff, we were like together for most of the process. So it was like super like I don't know, I just felt like we had the best team. Uh and that was a super cool and I felt like we uh we were also, you know, a little lucky cuz like we were probably the there was a, another group in class that probably wasn't doing as hot 
um, and then they, the teachers kind of like were focusing more on them to make sure to make sure like they were doing better because they kind of trusted us and sure. like, they saw us and like they knew we were like driving really well. Uh, and we were just I don't know. I was, like, there was no other word for it other than or term for it other than like we I felt like we were just firing on all cylinders and it was like the perfect little ending um, for the full sale experience. And I just I think back on that time fondly. Now the downside. <laughs> Uh, I think, um, <laughs> and this kind of goes into what I was thinking about more recently, and then also, I think some topics that are like pretty current in the game dev, you know, either Twitter or like just general game dev talk. But like, I really burned myself out, mm. <laughs> uh, or at least like I worked a lot, and I think I didn't pay the cost of that until I was in Alabama were then like my mental health was definitely like suffering prob more than like I ever realized until like I don't know even like a few months ago mm. <laughs> um but it was still like really fun in the moment because I was sharing that experience with like August Noel AJ Corey and Jeff and like all of us and like we built this thing together and it was just super fun and then I I think I maybe just to, like myself took it upon myself to like do a bunch of extra things that in retrospect maybe didn't need to be done and then the game still would have been fine and i then wouldn't have had burnout or whatever in alabama and then like other decisions wouldn't have been made <laughs> um yeah but no i think it's like interesting thinking about how when you don't first really know what the signs of burnout are that you just kind of keep doing the same thing without realizing that like, oh, wait, this is like in the long run making the probably the product or the, myself worse off in the future. Um, really, I think the more relevant thing is like how burnout and just that is like this weird invisible cost. And sometimes it's more visible, sometimes it's not. But like in the long run, it will not work out, I think, for most products. Yeah. In addition to the human cost, obviously. It's it's definitely not sustainable, right? Like like there's moments where we're yeah. gonna go through it. But the I think the recognizing individual burnout is something that's been really hard to do and yeah. and not encouraged to do until recently. And like I I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I, I need to like monitor, understand, recognize when I'm when I'm feeling that way so I can do something about it. And, yeah. and, and being encouraged to do something about it is, is really nice. And being at a place that does that has been really great for me. Like, how do you, I don't know, like, I still have trouble recognizing it, but like, if you do, if you recognize it, what do you do to kind of either prevent burnout? How do you prevent for forest fires? I well, guess is my you know, th there's a few things, right? Um, I, so first of all, like last week. I, I decided I, I wasn't mentally ready to stream. Like I needed to have a night off. I wasn't going to be, you know, myself. And, and, yeah. and not only that, but it was going to keep me in a lower place mentally than, than, than it would be if I took that time to just kind of relax and, and hang out with my wife and have fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I think part of it is understanding what things help you recover and then as soon as you start okay. to not feel great, try to do something that helps you recover. And that's tough. Like, that's really tough. Like, I have the benefit of a wife that understands me and can help me, you know, see that stuff. And, you know, we have we, we talk very openly all the time about everything. 
and and she can notice when like maybe my my uh the way i'm talking about something is is not in line with the way that i normally would be right and because i'm not you know i'm not great at, at self introspection i don't think most of us are i think we're most of us especially those of us in games are people that we do whatever needs to be done our mentality is i want to do the thing i'm capable yeah. of doing the thing i'm going to make the thing happen and it can be very tiring and it can be, you know, exhausting, but it's not great long-term. So, you know, there are times where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a day. I'm going to take a mental health day. I'm not going to work today. I'm going to play some games. I'm just going to sit and like, look at, at TikTok for five hours, like, you know, like what, whatever you need to do. But I think the, the, the first thing is understanding when you're not feeling right and then starting to figure out what can I do to help make myself feel better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess it's funny because like it's tricky to I think sometimes if like your method maybe isn't understood by other people because <laughs> like Ivea's <laughs> um, in chat mentioned like running off to the woods to live off the land for a month. <laughs> now, I can understand that. I I can camping totally... can be a great reset. Like <laughs> yeah 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 getting away like, from if, devices. If you... Yeah, and and what you just said too is like perfect. It's like you have a wife who understands you, but like it can be tricky sometimes when you have like people who don't understand like your I guess methods for reducing or dealing with burnout, right? And then it's like depending on like your living or home situation, you could be like you might be discouraged from taking that or like see, frowned upon from not like working as much, right? Yeah, and, or in like the work situation too, right? So hundred percent, and and. And this is why the last, you know, five years or so, I think, has been a great kind of move into the right direction, right, as far as mental health awareness. Because I, if you, as someone who understands that you need, like, recovery methods, you need, to, you can help understand when you need them, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We're at the point now where, at the very least, you, you're aware of it. It's encouraged that you be aware of it, and then you can help under, others understand what you need, Right. Now, if you're if you're in a workplace that's not or workplace, social place, whatever it is, that's like they're not as understanding or the policies aren't as great for this kind of thing. It's the time for yeah. change. Right. Where you're like, look, yeah. here's what I need. And, you know, and that's that's what you need to do. Um, I actually had something. Uh, I had a joke lined up, but Will just <laughs> said something funny in chat and it it has thrown me off now. Fuck. Um, but yeah, no, Will's interacting with, um, Will and I and another individual named FC Motive used to work together and I ah. miss working with both, both of them. So it's, it's good to see them together. Man, that's tough but, too. When you've got, when you've got coworkers that you really enjoy working with, even the worst mm -hmm. situations can be made so much better. <laughs> or, yes. <laughs> they really can. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. Oh my god! Yeah, I actually I remember Will. Like, were you and Will on the same team on Volition? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, he was on the 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 character team, and I was actually I guess at that point I was I was a director. So, oh god. Hmm. so technically yeah. yes, but not like like directly team. Yeah, no, I was curious. Like, um, yeah, no, I'll I'll ask this off stream. <laughs> <laughs> No, but just yeah, maybe spit no. my beer. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like all right, like 
<laughs> I literally have beer in my microphone right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's a first. Yeah, no, Good job, buddy. You did yep. it. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome back from the week off. Uh, it's team camaraderie. That's like it's also like really rare. I I I said with like almost no experience. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's hard to get team camaraderie, right? Like I don't, you have more experience. I don't know what your take on that is, but like it's sometimes tough. you just land in a spot, or sometimes you have to build it up. But it's hard. It's got to be harder to build it up, right? It's um, way harder uh, now. You know, like okay, that we're yeah. not seeing each other, right? So I think what what ends up being happen what ends up happening now is yeah. more of like a hey. We're, you know, we're, we're having conversations in Slack about things we're interested about. You know, we have those, those things to like those opportunities to have that kind of thing. But when it comes to like, you know, me dealing with, you know, my, my health and happiness and that kind of stuff, that's, that, that, that part doesn't happen as much in an online environment, I think. Yeah. Uh, that part's tricky. Oh, it, it it's have, it's always good... been super tricky, and for most of my life, it was ignored. So yeah. I'm glad that it's no longer being ignored. It's interesting because, like, I keep saying it's interesting again, but <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because like one of my so like my uh, best like group of friends that I've had since like 2006 um, or 2007, like we've just like been together online for so long and we've like transitioned to different platforms. We're using yeah. discord now, but we used like something else before. So it's like team speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There should be a whole, this should be an idea for one of your episodes. It's like go through all the old software that it like, isn't used anymore. Yeah. Or, like bench Brillo. What else is there? Yep. Mumble. Oh, I don't um, even know. Mumble. All right. Mumble. Oh my God. Um, no, but like, it's interesting because I, I wonder how much my experience is different from like other, I guess even like full sale students or just like other game devs. But like I have had this online group that I've just always communicated with online, always. And that's like been 99.9% .9 of our experience together, even though yeah. we, like we've had some meetups. Like we went to BlizzCon actually um, in 2019. Um, and then like, I don't know. Everything else has just been online. So that's just like, I, I, I it's the digital literacy, whatever buzz phrase that is yep. or whatever. I like, so I don't know like how different that is for like, I guess, newer game devs versus older game devs versus like people who weren't in game dev before. So maybe they're not as like into the internet. I don't know. Uh, zeitgeist, I guess, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> There it is. Word of the day. That's that's another idea for another stream. Uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we thought. Real quick, I'm going to take a fourth shot because we only have like 40 minutes left. Okay. We we have it, what's 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 making me laugh is we haven't even left full sale time for yeah, you yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, so no 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 no. There, there's no sorry. Like, like this is great. Um, this is all good stuff. Um. Wow. No. But it feels like we're already gonna have to have you come back on at some point to talk, talk again. So don't don't feel okay. like we got to rush through anything. But right now I'm gonna take this fourth shot. Excellent. So uh, cheers. Che oh, cheers. I'm also like eating. You do you? Some chicken at the same time. I don't know. At some point, I love cooking for people. By the way, that's like one of my methods I do to cope with burnout. Uh, okay. But if I'm ever, if like. More, I don't know, 
social in-person activities are allowed i i'm just saying this to everyone i always want to cook for anyone at all times at any time of the day i will love to cook for someone so so basically you're inviting me to dinner got it um mm -hmm. before you move got it uh, <laughs> heard all right no <laughs> all right so here's my dilemma right now okay we have i want to hear a lot about about how you you found your first job so we definitely yeah. want to talk about that. But I also have my dev round questions that I want to ask. And this is a series of questions that I ask everybody that's on the show. So that'll probably take 10, 15 minutes. And I want to talk about your first job too. Which order would you prefer to do that in? Do you have Let's a preference? Let's do the first job. First job. Let's hear it. Okay. So now I want to hear uh, now specifically about this. I want to know when did you start looking for work? in your time leaving full, you know, finishing up full sale. And then how yeah. did that kind of first gig happen? Okay. I started looking for work, uh, 12 months before I graduated. Um, uh, so I graduated September 29, 2017. I started looking for work September, uh, 2016. Uh, a lot of those, <laughs> um, and I was applying for like a lot of internships too. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was like I think one point even like the the Blizzard people came through and I think some Sony people came to like the full sale campus and I like applied to that and it, it didn't work out but um, so I started looking for jobs really really early uh, at full sale and I forget your next question uh, no I was just curious like when you started looking and then what what that you know how you kind of got that first gig. Yeah, because so you know then, some um, people have that problem of like I'm not going to start looking until I've graduated. Some people yeah. start looking six months out. You know, mm -hmm. no, I was I was super scared um, of like I from day one at full sale. I was like, oh my god, how do I get a job? That was yeah. the number one question of like that I like looked like thought about every single day, and that I woke up uh, and I thought what like how to get there every single day, and so. I was fortunate because I was always in that mind space of like, how do I put myself out there? How do mm -hmm. I put myself in the right position to succeed? Uh, and I think uh, that eventually paid off um, with the Torch gig. So I was interning for Will at the time. Or no, actually, I, I was not interning, interning for Will at the time. Uh, but I was able to, or maybe it was, I forget. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I was in Will's classroom when, like, some person came by. I think it was uh, John Michael LeBaron mm -hmm. who came by. And he was talking to Will and saying, like, hey, we got, like, these people here at Full Sail today. They want to, like, do, not, like, an interview, but, like, they just want to have a, do their presentation, like, have people apply, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just in the classroom at the time. And it was like kind of meant for the current students, uh, but I was just kind of hanging out in Will's classroom at the time, which again is like a benefit of being in, in on campus. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, actually, it was with uh, uh, my uh, well, one of the people in chat was in that classroom at the time. So ah. if you know if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, and then we, I went to the presentation. I heard them out, and then they. Did a couple of interviews at the time. They interviewed me, I think, right then, and like one other person from Full Sail. I forget, um, but I think we we both ended up getting hired in January 2018. So, 
I met them in like October 2017, even though I've been applying for like a year beforehand. They showed up and then we interviewed all the way through the fall 2017 and then got hired around December and then started in January 2018. And and that was in that was with Torch Technologies and that was in uh Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. So Bama. I think there's like a few people who ended up at Hunt at Torch, but I think I was like the first from the design side of things. Um, but there's a there's a few full sale connections up there. Um, so, yeah, there's yeah. been a few that have gone through there. Mm-hmm. And so what so. um what 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 brought you there? Like like what what made you interested in that? How did that kind of come about in general? Um, I was still motivated by my like I I need to get a job. Like yeah no yeah what. sure. <laughs> um opportunities yeah and actually it's kind of funny they hired me for unreal which at the time full sale did not teach any unreal there was nothing about unreal and they hired me to be a a, my actual title was software engineer which i've since wordsmith on my resume and portfolio to be tech designer because really that's what i was doing more i was doing more tech design stuff Um, sure but yeah i um i was you know uh, it was a lot of uh, kind of like fortunate interviews, and I think a lot of the things that I learned from building functional groups paid off. <laughs> um, but I was able to convince them, like, hey, you know, listen, I I know a bunch of design stuff. I have good soft skills. I don't know Unreal right now, but I, I can absolutely learn it. Um, and that was enough to kind of get me through the interview process. Uh, so I didn't know a lick of Unreal, and they were entirely in Unreal Blueprints. Not even C++, just straight Unreal Blueprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was able to, like, learn and pick that up, like, within, you know, I don't know, a month, whatever. But, I, I like, that was with me, like, focusing on it eight hours a day and then also going home and, like, focusing on Unreal a lot, trying to, like, get myself up to speed because I was trying to make sure that, like... They wouldn't, you know, like fire me or whatever, right? Because it's always that like imposter syndrome of like, do I deserve to be here? Yeah, you know, like, oh, I feel student, that. Like, I do got they it. know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, yeah. So like, I was, I was the, kind of the process. I was in, I was uh, waiting for an opportunity for like, and trying to put myself in good positions for like a year, year and a half before um, I finally got the one that ended up paying out, and uh. Yeah, I convinced them to hire me somehow, which is magical. <laughs> it's a uh, it's magical. It's it's interesting. Um, yeah, I man, companies in the right spot really appreciate good people, right? And yeah. your des- your desire, your drive, your your show to lo- your show of like how much you care about what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do, what you've learned to do. Yeah. can really impress a company, right? And to to a point where they're like, "Hey, what like this is going to be a good asset, right?" Mm-hmm. So so there's that that mutual benefits, which is which is really nice, but you as an employee don't see both sides of that, right? Yeah, you can only see like what is there on the day that you show up. And right. uh, on that day when they did the presentation to me and the others in the room, I specifically remember I was asking like a bajillion questions and one other person was also asking a bajillion questions. Guess which two they hired eventually. Right. Dude, <laughs> like, interest you know, like... uh, interest meet like interest, drive, motivation, like that stuff, it it's yeah. really important, right? 
like being someone who's just sitting there and listening you know like if you're not showing that you're interested in what they're talking about man it's it can be tough yeah and uh you know because like not everyone gets to work on um i don't know what's a cool video game Cult of the Lamb. Spider-Man Spider-Man 2 is a, is a very cool video game that, that <laughs> some of us are working <laughs> It's That name is funny. I actually picked that as my like runner-up to my favorite game in 2004, which I think uh, one of the other Full Sail um, instructors worked on. I think Dax worked on that game. It was like from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie yep. games. I, it had like an open world of Manhattan, so I, I thought it was super cool. Yeah, um, that game comes up a lot. There was some cool stuff in that game. Yes, they they were a lot of the boss fights were like more unique than you would have expected. Um, yeah, and then like the side quests were kind of uh, a lot of them were the same. But no, I mean it was very ambitious. It was open world Manhattan, like that's like insane for that time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Ooh, we've got an interesting question in chat. What would your preference be, on-site hybrid or fully remote? If you had the choice, I guess the answer, the only acceptable answer is hybrid just because that is in theory allows the company to cater to whatever the employees want i personally it's a personal question what do you want you like the in-person oh my god okay no then my 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 preference would still be hybrid like just because (laughs) sometimes shit happens in the morning like what like raccoons get into the, the fucking trash basket or whatever <laughs> and then like like you have to clean that up and like it, it gets to the neighbor's yard and you have to have a conversation with that like and then you gotta clean that up you know all that stuff so like sometimes shit happens and it would be nice to just be like you know what i'm just gonna like stay home and work today it's like is that okay and then like the lead is like yeah sure whatever i don't care so like that's where i think that that system has a lot of strength because it is flexible around a lot of the very unpredictable uh, I guess, events that will happen in life. Um, I very much value like interpersonal communication, which is almost always going to be improved by being physically near someone. Oh, um, man. Which I don't want to like say that people should always be in person because I, I, I really don't believe that because there's a lot of different preferences out there and like different people work better under different scenarios but like i I think there is like you there's got to be i have a i have a more preference for like being in person but i think hybrid is always going to be the best solution always because it allows for more situations to occur all right so i i think the thing that you have have highlighted here is that it's really an individual preference Mm -hmm. right so i what i think is that a company should support all three methods which, which I'm lucky I'm in a place yeah. that does, right? Because one, think, think about it this way. Just from a general recruiting perspective, a company that allows <laughs> fully remote people can yep. now get talent from anywhere in the country, right? Yes. So now you can tell someone, hey, we want you. We're going to give you every benefit and everything that we have, but you can literally live pretty much anywhere you want to live. That That is a humongous benefit to a lot of people, right? For various reasons, right? Like me, I just didn't yeah. want to move. I like Orlando. But at some point, maybe I'm like, you know what? I want to go live in the cheapest place possible and allow my income to go further, right? 
right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like there's those the that kind of thought processes now. And, and what if you hmm. suffer from burnout often and need to go into the woods? For right, long? right. And, you Not know, it, the there's 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 so much of that stuff. Like, and I work with a lot of people who are like, hey, I got to be in the office. I need that in person collaboration. I need that kind of thing. I so my ideal situation would be that I live like an hour or two from the office where I'm like. Worst case scenario, we're having like company party or, you know, there's there's a thing happening that me and two people in a room together really need to happen. But the truth is, I love, love fully remote work. And I have not seen any reduction in my ability to work because of Zoom and everything else, right? So for me, my, I would say fully remote is the way to go just because it works for me, which is why I say, I think it's a preference and a company that, that can, that can allow all of those options, I think is ideal because people are happier when they're in a situation that feels most comfortable and effective to them. Okay. So I'm realizing I might've misunderstood the question. <laughs> so I, no. I was, I, hybrid to me means like it does allow for all of the, all of them. That, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that part. Okay. I, I'm yeah. with you. Okay, I'm okay. with you. So, and, yeah. and I get that. That's why for me, I'm like, I've considered like, do I want to move like to the outskirts of LA? Do I want to move like to the outskirts of North Carolina? Because yeah. Insomniac has studios in both, right? Where I could be at either one. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I'm like, the thing I've learned over the last year working remotely for Insomniac specifically in this case is I don't, I, I'm not missing a beat. Like, I don't feel like yeah. I'm, I'm ineffective in any way. I feel like I'm more effective because as a person, I can get up, I can be comfortable. My dogs are in the room. I'm in my pajamas yeah. and I do most of my work in the most comfortable <sighs> scenario possible. Like, like yeah. that is a dream and I don't commute. I don't spend an hour doing nothing productive trying to get to an office. So it, but there's oh, benefits yeah. to that too, right? I, I miss out on listening to audiobooks on the way into the office, right? So, I was about to play so, devil's advocate. So that, yeah, that. there's yeah. like I said, there's there's tons of benefits to both. I think it's yep. a personal preference. Personal preference and just like no, I mean I mean that is it because like every situation is so different and like I don't know the comp the the company or the industry that adapts most quickly to the current conditions i think is always going to be the industry or company that succeeds 100 percent, 100 percent. i, I agree with that part yeah. for sure yeah had um, to get barley back in here he tried to leave i yeah and I, I think um i feel like i have had actually i mean most of my career has now been just remote <laughs> that, like straight up that's the time uh, that's the time we're in right like yeah <laughs> um, and I feel like I went, I went like, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a mix of like, I was sort of having my shift responsibility shifted already, but like, I was, I feel like I was able to do better work partially because I was already being given more challenging work to like do good stuff with. But like, I feel like I've been able to do better work such, since I've been home. Yeah. But what is really tricky. And I feel like someone in chat just made a really good point is like, the perception of remote work is um and i feel like this oh man i don't want to get into like journalism but like i feel like uh there is a perception that remote work is not as productive from certain Dude. people 
and it's, it's just like I think it's I, yeah, a wrong I perception. Think. I think I yeah. think it is hundred percent. I think we've proven it's wrong. And yeah. and you know, yeah. Insomniac released two games in the pandemic that that are what? super highly Metacritic rated, right? Like it's yeah, like oh I wasn't God. a part of those games, right? But they mm-hmm. they they prove that it can happen. You know what I mean? And that it can be productive, and that people can do what they need to do from where they are. Arguably better. So I I'm. It's going to be hard to convince me that people need to be in an office together because I am 100% certain I would be less productive. 100%. I'm certain. Yeah. I, uh... Sorry, I'm just reading chat now. Oh, my God. Above the universe, what's happening? Yeah, companies keep... Yeah, they keep extending work from home, right? Because, one, they have to. Most places have to, right? Like... (laughs) We're still not in a place where everybody's comfortable being around each other. New things keep happening yeah, all the time. That, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah. But the longer that happens, know. the more we'll we'll be able to see the results. Like the fact that for for decades now, the the assumption has been that managers need to keep an eye on people, right, and that people need to have someone over their shoulder to make them work. In our yeah. industry, no one has ever needed to make us work. Right. Like we are all, we all work too much already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, we care about what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, man, I don't know. And like, so like my, my dad worked from home a lot, like when I was growing up. Oh. So like, it's, it's really weird to me <laughs> that like, it's a, it's a thing that people are like uncertain about working from home. Cause I'm just like, bitch, what? Like that, this is like what, I, like people do I, like i don't know like, yeah. it's just like you you adapt to make sure that you're empowering the people to make the right decisions and yeah i guess maybe i said uh, a bunch of buzzwords but like i like i don't know like it's well okay so here, see the problem solve the problem whatever in my opinion you didn't say the right word which is trust right the i think the people that think people must be in an office are the people that don't trust people to do what they need to do when they're not being watched mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of of industries in america or at least that's you know what i've what i'm what i've seen and understand they a lot of middle management feels like their job is just to be the person that watches over people and make sure they do what they're supposed to do right where I think our industry is one that thrives on giving, empowering people, giving them the yeah. flexibility and the freedom to do cool shit, but giving them boxes to work within. And when that's the case, you don't, there's no looking over shoulders that matter. It's not helpful. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree. I, th- I think actually that's like not just the game industry though. But, sure. But, sure. But that's but the yeah, one I know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, totally. Um, no, it's it's. Mm. Man, now I'm thinking about like economics and shit. Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> oh man, we could talk about that for a while, honestly, and and we probably will because you're gonna have to come back on again because we okay, only have yeah, like 15 minutes left. So yeah, okay, my bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. What I, I, I that was an encouraging thought because we're gonna have to have you come back on and we'll we'll yeah. talk more. It's gonna be good. I can get rid of more of my alcohol. Everything, <laughs> everything's good. <laughs> All right. I do want to jump into these questions because I'm really curious to hear your responses. But okay. the good news is we're at a spot where when you come back on, we'll talk about your jump into like the industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, but here's my first question. 
What is your favorite game of all time? You son of a bitch. What the hell is that type of question? It's a great question because I also want to know why. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so there's two really... This is, uh, I told so you like before, okay, so mobile this, I don't know, if, like, so people aren't in chat right now, but we had a conversation <laughs> earlier about, like, how someone just asked me, like, to rate their, like, favorite, that my favorite game from the past 30 years. Anyways, so, like, I'm, like, I'm all in this, like, controversial, like, thinking about, like, which game is better. It's definitely not Final Fantasy VII. Though, yeah, I was going to say false. Like, <laughs> if anything, it would be Final Fantasy VIII. But, uh, really? Uh, no, 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 I'm just shit That's I'm a whole other thing. discussion. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so for me, it, there's a question of who I am as a person, who I am in my career, I guess, and then, like, uh, the third part is, like, who I am, like, socially. Um, okay. So I kind of have a different game answer for each one. But we're in a, we're on Twitch right now, so I think uh, the social one is the one I'll go with right now which is it's got to be world of warcraft or frozen throne okay. uh, because that was the game uh, and i mean this kind of affects my career but like that was the game for the where the first time ever i booted up a map editor and like oh. i made this stupid little like uh, uh like I, I wrote a, I wrote a fanfic actually about Warcraft three. I don't think anyone like I, I've I've told this to anyone, but what? like I I, I wrote. A, <laughs> Do you still have this? It's it's written it's printed on some paper somewhere in my storage unit, what? so it's it's not lost to history quite yet. No, but like I wrote like a like a like it it was a totally PG like fanfic of like. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need like to see this. It was to... like an expansion to TFT, like whatever. Anyways, um, guys, we're gonna need to see this. Um, and so then, then I wrote like <laughs> this like stupid little story about uh, I think it was like because I love the night elves. It was like about like uh, Tyrande. It was like a build on from um when the Tyrande Malfurion went to Lordaeron, and so like it was like th- them just kind of roaming around the Lordaeron countryside and like killing the ar- b- rest of the undead. So I wrote a story about that. And then in the Warcraft Three map editor, I built a bunch of maps, uh, or like I built a map that was like around that story. Now I didn't. Ha- know anything about like trigger systems or like whatever the hell like i didn't understand any of that uh so it was a very limited map i will say um but so there was that and then also i made it was like the first time that i made uh like friends like online that people like i didn't grow up with because i was playing a bunch of like warcraft 3 custom maps um for those of you in the chat like things like dark deeds uh footman wars all that stuff there was a bunch of also like lord of the rings custom maps which Lord of the Rings was also hot at the time because the movies were just coming out. So, like, that was really when I first delved into those, that lore and the books and everything. Um, so, I don't know. I think that was, like, just overall, really, from, like, a social and from, like, a personal level of just, like, different, like, learning a bunch of new stuff, trying out a bunch of new stuff. And this was, like, in middle school, right before high school. And, like, I kept playing that game all the way through high school. I'm, like, especially with, like, all the custom games and everything that came out. So, I just... I, I I can't not pick Warcraft Three: The Frozen Throne as my favorite game of all time. Did you just say Warcraft Three? It was Warcraft Three: The Frozen Throne. Yeah. Okay. Did you say World yeah. of Warcraft the first time, or was I just maybe. too drunk? I, I'm maybe I'm like, <laughs> you know might might be. 
<laughs> you know what? It, it doesn't matter. The, I can't get past the fact that you wrote a fanfic, and I'm going to need... All right, you're I, moving right now. <laughs> so as you're moving, I'm going to need you to locate this. Oh, my God. Now, this, the, look, this is not a request. This is the demand. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to... No, seriously. Yeah, I, if you come across this, I, I definitely want to read it. Like, I, I might read it live on stream. Oh I'm just saying. Oh, my God. I guess. This is so... Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Actually, I've had Will read some other fanfics in chat that are not, um, in, a, in a voice chat that are not safe for work. I have video evidence of this. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's a. I love it. Topic. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. You an you answer my question. I'll, I'll 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 let that go. All right. Okay. So next question: When did you first feel like you had made it in game development? I, I think it was my first day at Torch. Okay. Um, which was, again, not like a traditional game company. But, like, I went home, which at the time I was still living in, like, the Extended Stay Hotel. And I went home, and I played Dying Light. And I was like, I can do this now. I can just go home, and I can play video games or do whatever the hell I want. And, like, not be stressed about looking for a job. That is a really good feel. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So for you, it was the comfort of you can enjoy the thing that you want yes. because your your career is heading in the right direction. Yeah. And I like was, that. I like that. It was like the thing I've been working towards since like, I don't know, forever, I felt like. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm literally about to put a, a note in my calendar to ask you this question again in five years, because I'm curious in five years if your question or if, if your answer is going to be the same. Okay. Because, like, because I think I think my answer has evolved over time. You know what I mean? Like, like what I thought was me getting into game development and and feeling comfortable like evolved over time because I realized how how much better it can feel the, the more you do it, the further you get. Right? You're talking day one right now, right? And I and I totally appreciate that that vibe and that feel. I'm curious to hear if you still feel the same later. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That's that's a uh... oh man this other oh man now I have other topics that go off on tangentially but yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> write them down and we'll yeah. talk about them next time <laughs> yeah oh shit I'm, I'm I've moved all my notes okay but no I found my flashcards we're good okay all right next question your honor right, you ready yeah what advice would you give to someone who's looking for their first job in the industry uh. I really just wanted to say something funny real quick, but I'll be patient and mature. You can do that. Well, don't be a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a gr that's great advice at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's um. What I guess, kind of, what mistake do you think people are making? What What do you What would make someone an idiot? Yeah, I think it's just like you gotta. I think the biggest thing is like. Oh, and this, it, there's no way this ever feels good. Uh, but it's a lot of it's just a timing thing. So, like, you'll uh, apply, and, like, maybe you're a great candidate. Um, but if there's, like, uh, if you have, like, XYZ skill, and they need ABX, like, and then someone else who is ABC applies, 
this is better with a visual aid. But they'll go with someone who has like two of the three skills they need rather than one of the three skills they need. Mm -hmm. um, and so like a lot of times like they're looking for someone of a particular role, but also like with these core competencies, which like you may or may not have and or it may or may not be in your resume slash portfolio. So mm -hmm. like a lot of it is just kind of comes down to the timing, which is why the best advice is always just apply because you just want to like, I don't know. You're, it's the it's a law of averages, right? So, and like I'm heavily influenced still by my like door to door sales game day, where like it's oh, the the number of <laughs> that's you miss the number you miss every shot you don't take, right? Like <laughs> right. So it's like I I, well. I, I think that applies to game dev stuff as, uh, early in your career too, right? Like, and you were just saying this earlier. Um, like reply to anyone who absolutely. reaches out to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, even if you're yeah. in a position that you are like, you know what? I don't see myself leaving this position or I'm, I'm very good. It's always worth saying, Hey, you know what? Right now, maybe not. Right. Or yeah. you know what? Let's talk because it could be a better scenario. Right. But at the very least interviewing and having conversations is just going to make you better at interviewing and having conversations. Right. Like, right. That's, like how, how what is the downside that to that? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, now the the practice, it's always you either win or you learn. Yeah, like like there's no <laughs> there's no downside, right? Like, like there really isn't. Yeah. Um. No. So yeah. So one, don't be a fucking idiot. Two, I forget the thing that I just said, but it was the, the content. Like just like understand that it it is a lot of the time just a timing situation that's not always within your control. Mm -hmm. but like you can still kind of control how you act when you aren't in control which yeah. is well, feels shitty to like but, say and, but it, it's really yeah, more yeah. about becoming comfortable right because the more comfortable you are in those scenarios the better you will appear when, when it matters yeah. right and yeah. that that's really important yeah i um yeah that the the, the for so for me the example like with torch i was like they had the presentation and I showed up on the day and I had like, I presented well, but like there was like 10 other events, 10, 12, 15 other events I went to where like another company was doing a presentation and they didn't follow up with an interview or whatever, but like I still got practice. I still got experience or whatever. Um, and that was still ultimately helped me become the person who I was when torch was there, when I was in the right position and I was, you know, fortunate enough to, progress in the interview process yeah, absolutely so it's all valuable right you can't like control everything in the universe but you can't control how you react yeah but the only way you can control how you react is by experience and repetition yeah. and and making sure that you're prepared to react the way that you prefer to react right and yeah. it's man it's great all right, I got two more questions. This one, okay. though, this is my favorite question. If you were born in 1870, you s what kind okay, of career oh. do you think you would have had? Are you trolling me? Do you know how much I love history? No, I don't. I, I think oh, I asked this to everyone. God. Let's hear it. Oh, my what do you God. Got? What do you okay. got? 1870 is tricky because that was a year before uh, or a year of the Franco-Prussian War. Um, do I have to be born in the, am I born in the same location? Uh, 
no not uh not necessarily i guess like okay that's a that's a that's an interesting uh question like where okay. would you want to be i mean i think i think it's so far we want to be like on in the new york area to be honest um okay no i, I think uh so so what we're really talking about is you're born in an era where electricity is not common right yeah you you're probably a trade probably a trade of your parents but like what would you what would you want to do like what do you think you would have actually done i i, I would do i would probably go into finance <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> No, or, or like do something that, either in the arts or not the arts, the humanities or like mathematics. In particular. Not the arts, like <laughs> not the arts. No, fuck that. No, even I though you that. work in the arts right I, now, like <laughs> no, I, the arts that I like, I think I'm good at right now, or at least we paid for right now, are not the ones that are relevant. I right. would definitely go into some sort of either mathematical, like which is just means education, really back technical, then. Um, right. Yeah, or figure out, yeah, so, something something around math or finance, Man, I think. There's, there's two responses in the chat of Blacksmith, and it's hilarious because I am not a details person. I'm a 90, 85 to 90% person. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I want to get something close and let someone else finish it. Yeah. So I'm oh, like, I would make be. a, I would be a terrible blacksmith. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would well, be the worst here, blacksmith. <laughs> and here's another thing about blacksmithing. It's fucking hot as shit. Oh no, been? I don't need that it's, at all. It's I, so hot. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I don't know. I'm still from the North, even though I live in Florida, I'm going to California. I'm Dude, still like of the North. We are the same the in that way. I, I hate yeah. the heat. That is my least oh. favorite part of being down here. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're yeah, saying so something in finance, which banking is always going to be a thing. It always has well, been, it's, and it's always going to be, right? Like, Right. It's stable. It has a lot of cool problems around, like, risk and probability, and I think yep. that shit is, like, really fascinating to me. So, yeah. So here – all right. Imagine you're a loan officer in the 1870s. Eight, so so in your case, 1890s, right? Okay. Ooh, the, oh, okay. Right? Because you're born in set, 1870. You're in your 20s in the 1890s. Yeah. What kind of things someone comes to you and says, Hey, I want financing to start a business. Now think about the time we're talking about. What would you care about? Like what like what kind of things would be in your mind to decide whether or not someone should get financing to start their own business? That's a I love thought experiments like this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to make sure that their product is useful to customers on a, and that it is scalable. And I know scalable is a buzzword, but no, but that's true. Like that, that's a really good buzzword. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was some economic thing in the mid 1890s. I'm not forgetting. It has something to do with the gold or silver, but, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I like, I think, you know, I think, uh, whatever. Not to get into economic philosophy, but I think capitalism has a lot of problems, a lot of benefits. But like ultimately, the it's like, is this like a useful thing to a bunch of people? And if you can answer that question satisfactorily, like I'll probably invest in you. <laughs> All right. I mean, like, <laughs> that's kind of like the only kind of criteria you have, right? In in general, 
Right. Like, like, I, like and, and like, I would not. So, okay. I guess it's like if someone was trying to pitch to me their business in 1893, uh, I would try to be aware of the, I guess, political regulation climate, but also be like, uh, is this like actually going to be usable by like a lot of people? Like, how much does it cost to make the thing that you're trying to do? Is your thing actually useful? To, like, I don't know. Things like that. And not even like being profitable, but like, is it going to make society better or like will people think that it will make society better because if they think that they'll probably buy it on some level right like yeah yeah no that totally that totally makes sense yeah all right i got one more question who would you recommend that i ask to come on the show next oh my god uh well if we're not including my dog um i did i mean you can also no, feature uh, your dog in the next episode. So I know. I know. I was kind of expecting she would go behind me, but she went over on the bed over there. Um, well, there's one person, but I, th- I think you already asked her. Um, but then, oh, God. I mean, I always so, love... Just so everyone's Will. clear, sometimes, yeah. like, everyone that I ask to come on the show, I tell them, talk to your company, make sure yeah. that, that it's okay that you come on. And then they're cool with you talking, right? So some people are like, you know what? It's not a great time or, you know, we need to wait till we've launched the thing. So there's a lot of people that are in the queue, you know, that'll probably happen eventually. So, but I'm curious, who do you think would be someone that, that has some cool information, unique information, or just someone you think would be fun to talk to? I think either Will Fitzgerald, because I just love asking him questions in chat, or Jeffrey Younger. Whoa, who's because that? I don't know Jeffrey Younger. You don't know Jeffrey Younger? I don't no, no, think so. Uh, no, he's he's another um, uh, one of the people I worked with at EA, um, and we had a really good rapport. He's in the chat right now. Oh, okay. Um, but he he's in Orlando. He's I've learned a lot of I, I've just learned a lot from him. So I feel like this would be another opportunity for me to learn from him. All right, that is a great suggestion. Yeah. You can help connect us, and we'll talk about that. It me, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's in the there chat. He is. <laughs> you know what? Forget you, Shane. Jeff, message yeah, me exactly. and let's talk yeah. about it. Like, <laughs> don't use Twitch though. I don't. I don't look at Twitch messages. Hit me up on yeah. Discord. Let's talk about it. All right, dude. We literally have talked for two hours, and we haven't even really gotten to your first job yet. So. Congratulations. No, no, that's great. I love it. I think it's great. Okay. We've had a really good conversation. Don't feel like this is at all any kind of failure. Like, I love it. Well, you're welcome. I love it. It's good. So, but you and I will talk after we get done here, and we will talk about another time for you to uh, come on the show. Okay. Um, I am going to figure out who we're going to raid, but I'm going to yep. jump off here, say my goodbyes. Before we go, if anyone would like to reach out to you, they have questions, comments, concerns, any of that stuff. What's how do you prefer people reach out to you? Uh, definitely Discord. Okay. Um, do you want to put a message in the chat? Is that easier? Yeah. How do I do this? Shane G. I don't have a very sexy Discord name, but my account number is very easy to remember because it's one two three four. Oh, nice. Someone. Big Abe just asked if I'm going to the the full cell mixer tomorrow. I'm actually hosting uh, oh. the full cell mixer tomorrow. So if anybody's interested 
if you're a full cell grad and you want to meet other grads, hit me up and I can get you the information to join in that. But I'm doing the, yep. the game design section of that tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, I believe it is. Um, yep. Yeah. Anybody that's in the chat that comes to that tomorrow, tell me. Link me with your, like, the thing that I don't like about Twitch usernames is it's hard for me to connect them to real people at times. Yeah. So I'm always uh, super excited when I can, like, be like, oh, I know who that is now, and I can make that connection. So, but all that said, I appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll find some time for you to come back. Looking forward to it. Cool. Thank you for having me. And goodbye. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Take it easy. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications below so you'll know when new episodes are ready. If you're interested in the audio version of the podcast, I've got links for that in the show notes for you. And if you want to join us live and get your own questions answered, we're at twitch.tv forward slash Jameson Doral every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Have a good week and we'll see you soon. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing they don't really tell you. And I think other guests on your cast have mentioned this is that going from awesome designer or programmer to lead to manager, uh, that's not the next step. That's that's a that's a different career that yeah. you kind of find yourself going into. It's a totally different skill set, totally new ways to manage it. And it's it's not always fun. That was that was the hardest transition I've ever made in my career. I was not equipped to do that whatsoever, but uh, you know, people have faith in you, and you find out how to do it. I guess. Yeah, and that's that's a common thing in our industry overall. I think, which is the you got to kind of do the position a little bit before you, so they can see that you've got it. But also, there's a bit of like the you can you 